podcast about the people behind today's virology headlines, people working to understand viruses and how they affect you. We are talking with students, postdocs, and other virologists so that you can learn who they are and what they do. I am Larissa Thackeray, and I am hosting this podcast from America's heartland in St. Louis, Missouri. On June 28, 2022, we talked with Marlioni Marasoni, a postdoctoral researcher at North Carolina State University. He received his bachelor's, master's, and PhD at the Federal University of Espirito Santo in Brazil. His focus is plant physiology and biotechnology, protein expression, and plant viruses. Thanks for talking with us uh, today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Mahloni Maurastoni. And I'm from Brazil, and I am a, a PhD in biotechnology. And I love to do um, protein expression, and I love to work with viruses. I mean, we all love to do protein expression. We all have virus in ourselves, so why not? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's my. That's me. <laughs> all right. And can you tell us, um, sort of, in your past, when you first became interested in science? Um, and then maybe virology in particular. Well, it, that's very interesting because um, I was very bad at science in middle school. I don't know what happens. It was the, the tests were so hard, and I couldn't and I couldn't grade it well. But then when I got into high school, I started to be like good at it. You know, I liked it. I like to study, and I like to get to know more about the unknown things and more details about things. And yeah, that's how I started to love and do and, and love science. But virology actually came to me um, very accidentally. Um, I, was, I was planning to do uh, all my career like in plant tissue culture, but and I was in the laboratory, they were trying to discover more about this papaya virus that was ca causing like damage to papaya trees. And, but then I, what happened is like, I hang out too much with virologists, I guess. <laughs> and I was convinced that is sitting on them. And like, it's really, it was really cool. So um, yeah, I, that's how I became interested in, in virology. And also um, like viruses are basically uh, protein expression machines. So that's, that, that's very interesting. And that's a part of the whole molecular biology that I, I, I love, love most. Great. And um, can you tell a little a little bit about your journey in your home country? So how did you get into like graduate school? I guess I think you did like a master's, right, as well. And then you did your PhD. How does that work in um, Brazil? So, yeah, well, the story, like how I, I got here, I would say it was it was it's all this all this um, all this path. Um, so currently, I'm a postdoctoral research at NC, North Carolina State University. But before that, I was—I gotta say—I was a very nomad uh, researcher. So I always—I was always trying to go somewhere to do my research, to get to know people, to get to know places. So, for example, in the second year of um, of college, um, I I I start I I I started working in uh, as a research intern. And I worked for about like four years, so it was it was mostly my whole uh, my whole college time working in this lab. And but I was always like going to take classes in another university, you know, getting to know people. 
And right after college, I joined um, grad school for my master's. And that's where I went to. Um, so this time I was already too deep in virology. <laughs> so I, this time I went to, um, to Federal University of Vissosa, which is a really, um, it's a really good university in Minas Gerais State in Brazil. And I worked there with Professor Murilo Zerbini, which is an excellent uh, plant virologist. And that's for my master's. And then right after master's, I, I, I decided to go for the PhD. And I told my advisor that I want to go somewhere else. I mean, my experience in, 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 in Visaza was really good. So I want to I get to keep doing that. And she was like, well, where am I going to send you? Um, so and then she, Patricia Fernandes, her name, um, uh, she said, she say, OK, I can send you to Embrapa. So Embrapa, it's a it's a research company in Brazil, and it was it was I'm gonna tell you it was my best experience in research, and I and I can tell like that it's a it's a wonderful place for uh, plant plant physiologists, plant pathologists, so plant science mostly, because I had so much help from people there. Um, and, and 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 it's a biotechnology company, so they're like exactly focused on my, what my PhD was. And there I got to match uh, Simone Ribeiro, which is a, a it's a really, um, it's a really um, experienced virologist. And as well as Francisco Aragon, which is, has been developing um, uh, transgenic uh, uh, plants uh, um, uh, with resistance against viruses. So in that I, ha I had a good time there and I didn't wanna leave there <laughs> to be really honest. But by that time, I got an email saying that um, the fellowship that I applied to come to study abroad was approved. So, and this was, um, this was November of 2019. And then like January 2020, I, I, I landed in USA to work um, at, within Anna Whitfield's uh, laboratory and, and to do like some protein-protein interaction work. And yeah, that was most of it. And it was, what happens after it's like, you know, two months after COVID hits, you know, um, uh, lab shut down and, and I had an option to, um, to stay here uh, for a couple more time with no perspective when I could, you know, go back to the bench or I could just go to Brazil. So I decided to stay. And so I stay in a few months, like long story short, a few months later, the lab reopens with several restrictions, but it was kind of enough time uh, for me to, um, to do, to booster my PhD research and, and get it and wrap up, and wrap up things. So, and then what happens is I have to defend through Zoom. So my defense was like last year and it was through Zoom. And it was very interesting because I could have like people from all over the place and that was like perfect. So all these places I have been, like people was present, you know, to, to participate and was very good. And yeah, and, and then I ended my PhD and I asked Anna if I could join her as a, uh, as a postdoc and she agreed, happily agreed to have, to, to have me here. And here I am now. <laughs> great, great. Um, and can you then tell, tell us sort of what is the big question that you're trying to answer in your postdoc or questions? And then what are the some, I guess, some of the techniques that you use to answer them? Sure. Um, 
So the big question, so we have this virus, the tomato spotted wilt virus, uh, the TSWV, and we also study here the super vector uh, called the Western flower thrips. And what we're trying to do here is to identify which R or which S the receptor of the TSWV. So we, um, we do, like, we want to understand how this virus um, get inside the insect because TSWV, um, it's acquired by the insect and replicates in the insect. And then it's transmitted by this insect. I mean, goes across the gut barrier, goes to the insect chemocele, and then goes to the salivary glands. So there's always, there's like this long road. And we're trying to understand the very early step on this process, which is the virus attachment and the virus acquisition and the, vi the, the virus entry in the cell. So we are trying to identify which part of the TSWV um, uh, is responsible for the entry and which are, which is the receptor that um, mediates this entry. We know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell already, I mean, this is published, but uh, we know that the, the glycoprotein is uh, responsible for the entry, but we are trying to understand which part of the glycoprotein is responsible for that. And, and most importantly, at the end, our ultimate goal is, so, is to develop tools so we can block the virus acquisition or use like this, uh, this virus pieces, like this virus pieces as like keys to open the gut cells to deliver, for example, toxins to, um, to, the, to the thrips. Yeah, so I basically we do a lot of protein-protein interaction. That's the main thing. So we do um, uh, a lot of Western blots, a lot of ELISA, a lot of uh, um, uh, protein cross-linking that we have been recently developing here. And, you know, uh, East to hybrid, um, all those protein-protein interaction techniques. So a lot of insect dissection as well. So we have to uh, go to the guts of the insect. And it's very, very challenging because thrips are so tiny <laughs> and we have to get the gut out of it. And it's so hard. But, you know, and we need like lots of, lots of, uh, I guess, but the advantage is they reproduce very fat, very fast. So we have enough trips to, to, to work all the time. Yeah, that's, that's mostly what we do here. But I'm also, um, I, 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 I still have like a soft spot for my PhD work. So I have, I keep like two mentees in Brazil. One is a master's student. So he's working with uh, virus-induced gene silencing and to characterize some proteins interact, that, that we found interacting with this papaya virus, which is a really interesting story because uh, this papaya virus is, it's, it's papaya virus is very unique because it survives in the latex of the papaya plant. So, and the papaya, the papaya latex, like it's a very, um, uh, and hospital environment. It has a lot of proteases, a lot of like things that viruses probably don't like, but somehow this one likes and, and it, and we are trying to understand this and we try to understand the system. So and this pastor student is trying to, um, um, to see what happens when, we um, silence or overexpress some of these proteins interacting with the capsid protein of this virus, um, see how the virus modulate them and how the plant respond. 
And is, uh, the other one is a PhD student uh, who is working with uh, developing um, uh, serological like tasks and ELISA tasks for, for to diagnose the, the virus in the plants. And we plan to do some uh, kimono strips so uh, farmers can use this to detect uh, the virus in the field. So it's a it's a lot of a lot of things a lot of cool things going on. So yeah, I I still have this on on um, this PhD. I always carry carry with me part of my PhD. So right, right. I guess can you talk a little bit more generally about sort of plant viruses and how they're spread? Okay, yeah, uh, plant viruses. There's so many ways to be spread. Um, so first of all, insects they can um, the insects can spread the, the virus throughout the field. So and in, in each insect and each virus is, has a unique relationship, and some viruses you know replicates in the insect and then are transmitted. Some viruses stay for like short times in the in the insect body and um, it's very it's easily and fastly transmitted to. Some viruses are acquired by the insect, for example, but are lost during the mode. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, insects are, are are very good at transmitting this virus, and it's very unique this relationship with them. But there's also some other roads. Um, for example, mechanical inoculation, as you said, it's it's very common. So uh, tools they're using during uh, the the management, if they are not cleaned properly, they and depending on the virus, they can they, they can spread the virus um, to the plants. Uh, there's also viruses that are seed transmissible, so you have to always start, for example, with uh, seeds from a, uh, a clean field, so you can um, so you can ensure that your your crop will be like virus free. Um, there's like some viruses transmitted by fungi as well. So it was recently reported like some viruses can um, um, can some. Fungi carrying the virus can transmit the virus to the plant when the plant is infected with the fungi. So it's it's yeah it's it's very interesting. Some viruses through pollen. It's I think they explore like different roads to get inside of the plant. For plant viruses, what's sort of the next generation in a way of therapeutics? Are people thinking of like you were talking about? you know, trying to prevent um, viral infections um, in crops, are there new technologies or new sort of ways that people are thinking about that kind of management, like how to prevent the viruses? Yeah, um, sure. Um, for example, this is what that this, this that we are trying to do is one a way to do it. It's like blocking the acquisition of the virus and consequently the transmission by the insect, but there's also some other strategies. For example, you um, have genetic modified plants. They're resistant uh, to the virus. And there's like, you know, some successful cases around. Um, there's also like deSRNA spray. So um, they have like this, de like companies are doing this deSRNA on um, like clays or different um, nanostructures that deliver deSRNA and disactivates like a defense machinery in the plant and helps the plant to protect it. So uh, for at least for a couple of times, so you have probably to keep spraying it. Um, uh, yeah, these are the two um, main ones, three main ones. There's also one that was very controversial recently, um, which is like uh, editing plants in real time, basically. So you kind of create 
this um, insects to deliver viruses that carry adjutant systems uh, with them. And this viruses, so the insect deliver the virus that deliver the adding system to the plant. And in this way, you can, um, you can modulate, for example, you can silence a gene or express a gene that is really important for the plant to defend against some viruses that just affect the, the, the crop. And this only like in the only, uh, only one season. So that was, that was a, a very interesting too. They're still working on several regulations about this too. Great, great. Um, and then I guess, um, what are your plans then for the future? So are you thinking about going back to Brazil and starting a lab or working for a company? What are your thoughts about that at this stage? So, yeah, I... I would say that changes. My plans always—they're always changing, and I'm very flexible about uh, about everything. Uh, but I, I really want to experience um, a company and industry environment. So, as I, as I told you, I started very early in college in academia. So, uh, I I I am very aware how the system is, and I I I kind of like it. I like it how the academia works, and you know because I have a. I have a passion for teaching. I think it's um, it's it's very important to teach, to guide, to mentor, and I have this with me, and I think that's really important. And whatever the place I can do that, whatever the place I can work with people, help people, I will I'll be helped to to I'll be happy to work with work on. And yeah, but my plans are kind of like industry related, so I'm very like um, goal oriented. So I'm kind of like, okay, I want to experience how it is, so I can tell if I like it or not. <laughs> and how do you? I guess it's not. You know, people are always talking about this transition between academia and industry. How do you kind of think about making that transition? I guess it might be a little bit easier for you because you've already been in industry a little bit. But how do you kind of look at that transition for yourself? Okay, that's a that's a hard question. <laughs> well, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do uh, for now, it's like looking what are the, the industry needs, like what what exactly uh, the kind of skills, the kind of um, hard skills and soft skills that the industry needs, and I'm trying to work on that um, every every day, like every project that I'm I'm working on, I try to. I try to list, like make a list of which skills I'm learning and which skills are very useful for, for the for the industry. But I'm also doing a lot of research on research on the on the industry. They're like the jobs available and what kind of um yeah what kind of, what kind of profile of a person they want to. And I'm always um you know um every every time as possible I'm always talking with someone that is in the industry and asking them hey um how is it for you because you also came from academia so what are the things that you're um um seeing there and how I can prepare myself so I think I think the connections are really important and talking with people there is inside um, makes us um more aware of how it is so we can prepare bit better for 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 that for that place Great, great. And then um, just to finish up, are you presenting some of your work at ASV? Yes, I'm doing. I'll be at the uh, receptor, uh, uh, virus receptor um, session. So I'm presenting a poster. Yeah, so I'll be there. I'll be presenting this work that we're doing to find the receptors for the, the DN 
the TSWV glycoprotein. And yeah, I hope I can interact with people there and have some good talks and also get inspired with other people's work, right? <laughs> right, right. All right, great. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today and good luck in your presentation. And we look forward to hearing about your research. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this has been Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host, Larissa Thackeray, and thanks for listening. You can find us on Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast and other podcast providers or at lmtv.podbean.com.